The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Toy and welcome once again to a game from the radio, the official Gavalcon. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me via virtual distancing. We have none other than Fishy Sarcasm's Dominic Definition Man, Rano. Yoy to pay, everybody. Yoy to pay. We have senior correspondent Charlie Saladino. Hey, pain is just the body's way of uh, letting out weakness. Go. And we have L Man Jenny Felby. Less pain would be better. Less pain. All right. Um, so on this week's show, we have the another... way you have less pain is by don't be so weak or live less. So on this week's show, we have another Jay Bird and Lee uh, segment uh, from the CradleCon. Uh, L Man Jenny Feldy interviews Ray Felix and Evo Comics's uh, Hash in two separate interviews. Um, and that's it. So, so on this show, well, before we do that, we have to take it away with the news. It's morphin' time! News is brought to you in part by the fine folks at sci-fi.radio. That's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. As well as the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, of which we are the official show of celebrating over 26 years of comic bookness and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Whoa, that was a big noise right there. Um... Oh, nice I didn't know convention. one of us was coming from like a tire shop. <laughs> yeah, whatever that noise is, I promise don't do that. Me. I promise. I know exactly what it is. What is next convention? Well, be that was my that was my um that was my desk chair. I just went oh. to lean back. Sorry about that. Oh. I was trying to get, get to be comfortable. You don't get to be comfortable. <laughs> If you want to be comfortable, no go buy one. Here. No. You don't There's get to no be comfortable in podcasting. There's no comfortable in podcasting. Yeah. We don't need no stinking comfort. Okay. Like, I just moved and see no sound. I don't know what the, what's going you on over there. get people to squeal on the radio and give them a little pain. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. The next convention is the Big Apple Christmas Con, which will be scheduled for December 17th of this year. Uh, tickets are on sale now. Uh, as of right now, uh, headliners have not been announced. All right. So let's see. As we always do, we start with the sad news. I think we need intro music for the new segment. We do have there. intro idea. music. If wow, you listen to say- the show... You would hear we have a segue. You were in the studio when we used to have the segue music. Well, we do this now by social up. distancing now, so I so don't you hear should it. listen to the show. So you Why would I listen to hey, what Mark. I've already said? Uh, I listened to it like four times in a week. Is segue yeah, music like it. bike music? It's like it, when segways come down the sidewalk in place, <laughs> like no. the ice cream man or bikes. Segway no. music? No. Uh, hey, Mark. Yes, Cena Carson. Did you mention Charles our? Did you did you mention our Patreons? I did not mention our Patreons. Thank you, Cena Correspondent Charlie Saladino. We want to give our shouts for our Patreons, of <laughs> which there are: Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Pro, Kyle Horn, Millie Portes, Newsday Famous Resident Media, Unjikun, Shadow Rabbit Art. Yasmin Array and Rosa. You want to get your own shot? Go to our website, www.camefilm.com. And on there's a little button up there. It takes you right to our Patreon page. And this week, Dom, you get a shout out on our show. Um, see, Charlie listens to the show. At least he listens to me talk. So thank you very much. So now let's start with the news. It's Morphin Time! First off, we have. Were you having that pause for like this for the music to go into? Yes. See, that's how it works. All right. So, sad news: actor Joseph Turkel or Turkel died recently from liver failure. 
while Joseph was in a slew of films such as City Across the River, Johnny Stool Pigeon, Angels in Disguise, Triple Trouble, Halls of Montezuma, The Glass Wall, Mad at the World, The Killing, Beast of Budapest, The Purple Gang, The Yellow Canary, Village of the Giants, St. Saint De- Valentine's Day Massacre, The Rat Patrol, 666, Which Way is Up, Blade Runner, and The Dark Side of the Moon, he was perhaps best known as the bartender in the film The Shining. Senior correspondent Charlie Saladino, you're familiar with the film The Shining. Um, no, no, I am. Um, I I know of the film. I watched it a couple of times, but not enough to remember. He played who the, the, the creepy bartender. Yeah, Dominic. No, Shining. Oh, I remember that scene. Wait, she, wow. <laughs> I was it's, I was gonna even well, all right. So what my do you voice got? went up a couple of octaves there, huh? Uh, I'm <laughs> Sorry. So, so Jen, that was an actual right? response. So you're, yeah, you're familiar with the scene, so you know who we're talking about. Well, the last scene I saw was when Nicholson was pretending to be like the bartender, uh, but that's where I left off. Exactly there, huh. right in a bartender scene. So continue, yeah. So she knows mm-hmm. that scene. Oh, there you go. So yeah, uh, where he's like, your credit is always good here, sir. Yes, and that's exactly where I stopped. Mm-hmm. How serendipitous! Um, mm-hmm. He was uh, 94 years old. Hey, that's a good run. So now yes. we move on to the last bit of sad news. Special Ooh. effects director Teruyu Yoshi Shokei Nakano also well, died recently. No way! I'm googling that name. <laughs> anyway. As of this recording, which is. Uh, July 6, 2022, no cause of death has been announced. Teruyoshi Yoshi, sorry, had a major hand in creating many Toho films. What was that noise? That was me coughing. Oh. Most notably, that was normal noise. <laughs> most notably, the kaiju, which are giant monster films, from 1962, starting with Godzilla vs. King Kong, all the way to Godzilla 1984 and, well, 1985 in America, it is. So if you were a Godzilla fan at a certain uh, way, a certain point in time, you've seen his special effects handiwork in that. Um, I uh, was a big Godzilla fan, so I remember seeing his work. And um, I actually uh, saw Godzilla 1985 in the theaters. It was, in, it was one of the few times I went to Manhattan to see a movie. I went with my, uh, my sister and her future husband. And we saw Godzilla in 1985. I saw it in the theaters. And then we snuck out to go see Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And I saw <laughs> Pee-wee's Big Adventure right after seeing that. And the thing is, is that um, because we snuck into the movie after seeing Godzilla, we were, we were time to leave. So I never got to finish seeing Pee-wee. So it took years before I found out how that movie ended going to show it up on video cassette. Now, when you saw Godzilla, what language was it in? It was in English. It was the American uh, release because the Godzilla uh, 1984 came out in 1984 in Japan, and then it was brought over yeah. in 1985. So there you go. Want to hear a fun way to watch it? Get high. Now watch it on the Spanish channel when you barely speak Spanish, and it's, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not in English anyway. So, uh, <laughs> it's it, yeah, so there's three languages you don't understand, the original converted into Spanish and you know you're barely even understanding the English subtitles too none of it makes any sense it's great you know it's funny you mentioned that as a side story because you know we're, we're off the rails anyway um <laughs> when I the last the last time I went to Puerto Rico to visit family uh we turned on I was turning on the TV and watching shows and I was watching a show that I was extremely familiar with in English so when I'm watching it in Spanish, I'm able to figure out what they're saying because my Spanish is, is limited. Mm. And switching to the channels, I actually wound up uh, seeing Batman 1966 version, and I was able to know what was going on. I was in English, like, "Oh my God, is an English the show channel. or the movie? Uh, the movie. Where is it running around with a giant bomb? Yes, yes. So, the so, Broadway yeah. show of Batman. <laughs> Broadway show. Of Batman. Bra- Batman on Broadway. Oh, he's coming up. That's Batman. Batman. Sorry. So, <laughs> and he. Now, can you just say this gentleman's name one more time? <sighs> Probably not. Teru Yoshi Nakano. Okay, so I did find him on that. Yeah. Teru Yoshi Nakano. Why that's so hard for you? I have no idea. He was 86 years old. So, Mark, this is a related uh, 
Yes, you know, related thing because you you know how much I like Godzilla movies. I do. Do you remember at the WinterCon when me and Hassan met Godzilla and Jet Jaguar? Yes, the uh, Jet Jaguar and uh, and the original costume actor for uh, Godzilla. Yeah, we met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big thrill for me. I used to watch all those Godzilla movies, and here I am shaking hands with Godzilla. So the special effects guy who helped create the suit and all the special effects in those movies, that was him, right. and he passed away. In, oh. in fact, in yes. fact, yes, I think Mr. Godzilla autographed a 8 by 10 for me where they were helping him in the suit, and there was a guy who looked very technical there. That might be him. Yes, that is very how possible. Did, how did Godzilla even grasp a pen in his hands? <laughs> I'm not taking a bait. How I'm not taking a bait. Not taking a bait. We're gonna we're gonna move on. Uh, not as sad news. Um, from the, if you change it without telling anyone, aren't you messing with people's memories? Department. Hmm. Uh, what? None other than the Duffer Brothers, creators of the Netflix series Stranger Things, have admitted to editing past seasons of the series without announcing the changes to viewers and that fans could use the physical DVD and Blu-ray copies to see the differences now that the episodes are available on Netflix have been updated. And to top it all off, they plan to alter an episode from the first volume of season four due to an unintended plot hole surrounding the date of Will's birthday, one of the characters from the shows, from March 22nd to May 22nd, and that they had already made some changes to the visual effects in season four episodes that were already released. How dare them? Well, I, good for them. You say good. Charlie says how dare. What do you say, Dominic? I say they're just purposely trying to create the Mandela effect. Yeah, that, that is huh. actually one way to do it. because <laughs> They really are doing it. Because now you're going to have discussions about a show, and it all depends which version you saw ah. will, will affect the discussion. I think... I think it's disingenuous of them to do that because they're they're making changes to something that already happened. And right. at least have the courtesy of George Lucas and tell them I'm going to be changing this. Right. So just oh, think I, of yes, Charlie. I'm looking at at it as all the fans who are senior citizens, and they're going to be watching. It. Wait a minute! I don't think that happened. Oh no! Let me call the doctor. You know, I'm yeah. starting to lose my memory. <laughs> this actually goes back to something that um, we, uh, senior correspondent, you know, should be more familiar with than the rest of us. But I remember this as well, is that when movies came out and out of the theater, they went to television a year or so later. And sometimes <laughs> the television versions were edited. As they always say, you know, this movie has been edited for television. Sometimes oh, yeah. they add deleted scenes. Or, or, or they change or use alternate takes of certain scenes to fit in for the runtime of mm-hmm. the show. So for the best example I could think of off the top of my head would be um, Star Trek II or The Naked Gun, where they well, change lines and they change stuff and they added scenes. So if you watch the movie and then you watch the TV version, it's, it's a different movie. It's, it has a lot of differences in it. Well, I'll, I'll even give you a better example. Uh, back in the day, they had uh, Channel 7 had the 4.30 movie. Mm-hmm. And they had the news coming on at 6. So there were there were total scenes taken out of, mm-hmm. of these movies just so they could get the commercials in and, and uh, get the news on at 6. Basically just show half a movie. Like if you have a two hour movie, cut it out, cut out an hour of it because you still need like an hour and a half running time. So you have a half hour worth of commercials for every two. I I did the math because I used to uh, record a lot of TV shows for every two hours. You get a half hour of uh, commercials. That's how that's how the math used to be. It's probably a little more now. So speaking of that, speaking of Stranger Things from Mm. the it does sound like a lot department. Due to the high the anticipation department. of the release of the <laughs> final two episodes, quote unquote episodes, of season four, Netflix's service actually crashed in the late or early, depending on how you look at it, hours as soon as the show went live. According to reports, complaints were as high as 13,000 people before the event, before everything was resolved in about a half an hour. 
On the flip side, within the first week of release of the previous seven episodes, Netflix reported that the show logged in 1.15 billion with a B hours of watching. With that, with the additional 301 million hours of the new episodes, it makes Netflix's second most watched show after the Squid Game, and it's the highest viewed American show. So I think it's interesting about how we're now talking about hours of watching as opposed to people watching. So for those of you uh, keeping track or don't know, this season four's runtime is 12 hours and 51 minutes. So if you watch all nine episodes, that's how much time you spent watching this. So you have to figure that into divided by 1.15 billion hours. And that tells you how many times the show is watched entirely. But it doesn't include rewinding it, seeing the same parts over again. It doesn't include any of that. So what does that really mean? Or what do you think that really means? Uh, let's see. Uh, Charlie, what do you think that means? I have no idea. All I know is this icon you, this icon you have up. I don't like the way you're looking at me. Yeah, he makes it look like it's Mark Torres. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dominic. Well, that went off the rails. Dominic, you got something for that? I think that means I should have paid more attention to math class. <laughs> that, that's a lot of math. I just think it's, uh, once again, it's sort of uh, misleading. Like, how much is that? Is that really a lot? Like, it doesn't mean that, you know, 1.5 billion people watched it. No, all it means is, look, if so long, all that they care about, are they making enough money to keep the show going? But what like, does the profitable? amount of hours watch translate into profits? Only yeah. they know. <laughs> because... They still, you're still paying the subscription fee, so it doesn't matter if they, if everybody. This is like we used to say at the movie theater. Um, the movie theater made money on the concession stands. So if a person mm-hmm. came in, bought a movie ticket, bought a whole bunch of crap at the at the concession stand, and then left, mm-hmm. they wouldn't care. Right. So you bought a ticket, but if you don't watch it, then what does it matter? They, you got the money from the ticket sale, so you're getting the money from the subscribers. Does it really make a difference how many hours something was watched? Right, true. It sort of does, because um, if people people aren't really coming to watch, they're going to start getting rid of their subscription. But you can say, right. you know, at one point, so one five billion. It... What is what is that? You know, so, oh, that's a lot of people. To you and I, it doesn't matter how many people watch it. To Netflix, it's important because they need to know what content is bringing people in to subscribe. I, I guess I guess I guess it's an no, indicator. There's no like, guess. That's literally what they have to do. No, because so I'm like, if if so, you wonder like why these good like some of these good shows that they've had like they don't renew. It's because it, clearly enough people aren't watching them that it brings in enough yeah. subscription time. But if or they renewal keep the subscription, subs- but if they keep the number subscription numbers up, what does it matter? No, it matters so they can keep it up. Okay, I I I I understand your point. So yeah, I think it's so. like to make sure people are tuning in and playing things. Like I I got sick of things on Netflix and uh because uh the one that got away reality show on Amazon seems to have taken my me away from Netflix. But so are you still Amazon paying for Netflix? I'm still, still paying, uh, but see? I'm not really watching it. So maybe but, it's probably a metric to predict, you know, people leaving, etc. You know. This is like, oh, I'm not really watching as much. Boom. Now they, you know, but I do have a thought on this. It's a 13,000 complaints. Imagine 13,000 couch potatoes, like trying to watch the show. And like, it's still working. Hey, and now they got to get up from the couch to complain to Netflix. I mean, Netflix has got 13,000 complaints. That's a lot of couch potatoes. That, that, that is a lot of people. Yes. So moving on from the shameless self-promotion department. Is there None. any, like, not shameless, like, is there any shameful self-promotion? <laughs> Does anyone ever, yeah. like, promote themselves yeah. and they feel yeah. shamed actually, about it? Yeah, me, actually, all the time. Actually, 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 once again, we're going to have a little sideway uh, segment here on, I believe it was Conan O'Brien in, back in the 90s, in the, in the, in the hype. I, I think it was Ice-T, Ice Cube came on the show. One of those Ices. Yes, one of those ices. Vanilla ice. And they were talking about their current project. And I, Conan was like, hey, you know, don't you love all your projects? And he mentioned, oh, no, the other show, the, the previous project he did was terrible. But, you know, he was paid to promote it. That's why he had to promote it as if he liked it. Mm. He said that. I was like, oh, well, I never, never thought of that. So sometimes you're promoting something you're, you're ashamed of promoting. Yeah, Jamie Foxx had said that about some the movie he did after he won the Oscar where he was like a pilot. He's like, yeah, I went off and made a bad movie. 
you know, it was a terrible movie. I shouldn't have made it. But, you know, it's yeah, still, but, hey, still, you get, yeah. this is your job. Right. So from the shameless self-motion department, there you go. none other than creator and host of this very show that you're listening to right now has finally managed to make the jump into the crowdfunding world designated a five-part series that tells the story of two warring alien races and the teens that are caught in the middle is currently coming soon to Kickstarter. Mark says, <clears throat> with, at the time of this recording, 177 days to go before a life-changing event, that was gonna happen. it would be greatly appreciated if you check out my book that has been 30 years in the making. If for whatever reason you're unable to financially support this product, Share it on your social media. Someone you may know who isn't aware of the book might just be able to help make it a reality. Hey, Mark. We yes. Can have a le- we can have a legitimate book signing. Yes, mm. we can. There you go. <laughs> and it would be your book. What would yes. be hard to that happen? That's, right? that's always the plan, yes. Yeah. So let's see. Um, we can, let's see if we can squeeze this one in. From the... That's a lot of nuts! department huh. it wouldn't be a show if we didn't go to that department we've missed yeah. a couple um the new minion sequel has taken the number one spot in the domestic box office pulling in a record-breaking 123 million dollars in ticket sales in its first week of release the previous record holder for the independence day weekend would be the third live action transformers film which made 115.88 million dollars followed closely by the second spider-man sequel with also $115.81 million. For those of you keeping track, the new Top Gun sequel is still the highest grossing film of 2022 with $570 million, followed by the Doctor Strange sequel at $410 million. Did you guys manage to see um, Minions, Top Gun, and or Doctor Strange? I have seen Doctor Strange, and I now can say I have seen Top Gun. And Top Gun is a worthy sequel to the original. Really? Okay. I felt it was. I, th- I think it 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 um, captured the feel of the first one. You probably would find things in it that you didn't like because I know you, but I felt it. You know, had the same tone, the same feel to it. I thought, you know, listen, if I had to wait thirty some odd years for the sequel, it was pretty much worth it. They uh, they did an amazing job with it. I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was fun, and they really did do justice to um, Iceman. I thought. Okay, so let's see. So finally, from the beating a dead horse department. Well, he castle. Because if you beat a live horse, you're just mean. <laughs> well, I think the <laughs> Peter will get on top. Or of productive. That. <laughs> I mean, how's it going to die if you need it dead? You got to be productive. So beating a dead horse sounds a little unproductive. <laughs> Hey Mark, you said beating a de- beating a dead horse. Is this a story about White Castle? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Not only has the CW greenlit the series, but it has now announced the official premiere date for the Supernatural prequel spinoff, The Winchester, <sighs> which is set for October 11th of this year. Executive what does say, executive say? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Whoa! Before Sam, <laughs> trying to get this done. Before Sam and Dean, they were their parents, John and Mary. Told from the perspective <laughs> of narrator Dean Winchester, the Winchesters is the epic, untold love story of how John Winchester met Mary Campbell and put it all on the line to not only save their love but the entire world. But and then they opened a college. <laughs> but secrets run deep for both the Winchesters and Campbell, and John and Mary are both determined to work together to uphold their family's legacies while bringing to a form a uh, family of their own. Um, Supernatural lasted 15, 15 years, 15, yeah. 15 seasons. Yeah. The show was originally set to last for five. It is right. CW's biggest uh, show. Um, The finale I understood what they were trying to do. The fans, most of the fans were not happy with it. I was thought it was all right. I think this is just them trying to extend those 15 years. I think this is a bad idea. I'm going to see it just because I got a curiosity, but I don't know about that. Prequels you, are tough because like, you know where it ends, you know? You know where it ends. And like, 
for people yeah. who watch the the ending, like they did everything. Like, what else are they going to do that can top that but not top it because it's in the past? All right. So wait, I'm Dean Winchester is going to narrate? Yes, it's his. It's actually his show. He's the executive producer, the actor. Uh, well, he's making that good money on the boys. Yes, yes. So, were you a supernatural fan there, Dominic? I was not. I never watched it, but a good friend of mine did, and he maintained like they should have ended it at season five, mm-hmm. where agree. it was meant where it was meant to end. But they were making so much money, and it was such a big deal that they just kept on going. I actually do like Jensen uh, Ackles as an actor, and I remember when he was on Smallville, and he was excellent in that, and he's actually killing it on the boys right now as Soldier Boy. What I have to say is that um, if that show had ended on season five, mm-hmm. it probably would have been one of the best television series I've ever seen, just the way it was set up and how it resolved. But because they sent it for 10 more years, it goes way down the list. Uh, yep. Scenic correspondent Charlie Saldin, are you a uh, fan of uh, yeah, Supernatural? I, wa- I watched uh, episodes here and there. I enjoyed it. It kind of had the um, kind of had the Buffy the Vampire Slayer feel. You know, it was like not as uh, not as pansy as Buffy was, but uh, you know, it went along with the Charmed and uh, all those that I thought were. Uh, you know, and the same, same Did you thing. see the finale? Oh, my God. Did I? No. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So we have a minute. But, but yes. I, spent, I spent the weekend with uh, Emily, who was on Supernatural. That's Emily right. Flama. You did at the, at the Atomicon, yeah. Elman yeah. Um, yeah. and Jenny Felder, are you familiar with Supernatural? Did you watch Supernatural? No, no. Nope. <laughs> so with less than a minute to go, we're going to have our final thoughts for this segment. Uh... Amanda Danielle, do you have a final thought? Very important to floss. At least every twenty-four hours, you're going to get plaque that's hard to move, and you might lose friends. But in your teeth. <laughs> well, can your teeth be your friends? They can, but uh, you need more than just your teeth. All right, senior correspondent Charles Saladino, you have a final thought? Yes, I like to uh, reflect what uh, Sam J. Jones said in a very great interview by our own uh, Jen over here. Just be nice to everybody. Dominic Definition Rance Brown, final thought? Uh, screw them all. <laughs> well, so since we have uh, a Protect few seconds Protect yourself left, at all times. <laughs> I will mention for the fans that I'm going to uh, play um, an sh- uh, endorsement from Sam Jane Jones, who was Flash Gordon uh, right after we do our news segment. So with that, uh, take a break. No, I'll be right baby. back. I came from the radio. If you're not watching, it came from the radio, then you're watching the wrong show. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. My neural net processor is linked to sci-fi.radio. Sci-fi for my Wi-Fi. The more I listen, the more I learn. Now, back to our show. Hey, this is Jaybird and Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today, we're going to talk about Spider-Man, No Way From Home. No Way From Home? No, Far From Home? No. No Way Home. (laughs) One of them. (laughs) No Way From Home. Right. <laughs> Otherwise known as the new Spider-Man movie. <laughs> Tom Holland. Yep. He's and cute. Zendaya. Mm. No, he's not cute. No. Really? No. I thought you liked him. No. No. <laughs> you didn't shake your head on a radio. Come on. No, nah, it's not my. He's not your type. No. <laughs> I thought he was originally the first Spider-Man when you saw him in it. Was no. Like, oh, he's cute. No, Andrew Garfield. You like Andrew Garfield yeah. more? <laughs> Definitely. Oh, no Tobey Maguire, yeah. I guess. Uh-uh. No? No. All right. Well, what did you think of this movie? Uh, it was it was good. It was better than I thought. It, it was definitely better than I thought it was going to be. Who did you like? Um, like, why did you like it? I mean, I like the dynamic of it, though I wish the Spider-Men came in more. 
<laughs> well, oh, you wanted okay because spoiler. Here we go. We oh know, yeah, right? sorry. I think at this point everybody knows anyway that all yeah. three Spider Men from the other movies are in it. Right? Yeah, all two Spider Men with the third one, new one, <laughs> whatever. And and you had Doctor Strange who was pretty good. Yep, the villain, the villains in Spider Man, mm, the villains in Spider Man are pretty good. Yeah, Spider Man has a lot of really good villains. In yeah, this, you know, like I, I think Doc Ock in the movies became my favorite versus the comic books I think the Hobgoblin was probably my favorite in the comic books and now I haven't really read the comic books in (laughs) ever yeah yes I know but I'm just saying like I think like overall it's it's the so like how do you feel about the multiverse and everybody like kind of coming together I found that the thing is I feel like Doctor Strange could have ended it so much easier like it is such an just been like nope I'm not listening to you kid and hit the button. I know right, and they didn't have to yeah. do any of that. But I guess he just felt bad for this Spider-Man. Yeah, but like at the same time, isn't it his job to like protect the universe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, not listen to like a what teenager. Uh, yeah, you know, and I, you know, in the comic books, I didn't even like Doctor Strange. I like him now in the movies. Oh yeah, in the movies, he's really good. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm sure that's blasphemy for a lot of people, but you know, to me, it's you know, I like I like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> he's know. good as uh, Doctor Strange. I know. I didn't think he was going to be that good, and I wasn't interested in those movies. But he's very good. Yeah, yeah, he is. You know, um, so you liked all? Did you like the Hobgoblin or Green Goblin? And I thought he was um, okay. Electro or whatever, Jamie Fox. Uh, yeah, him? Jamie Fox was good. I like Jamie Fox. Yeah, in the Andrew Garfield one, he's blue. His character's blue. So really? They, yeah, they changed it up for this one. <laughs> the blue is a little hokey. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Makes total sense, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, as far as that goes, would you say um, you're still in with the Spider-Man universe? Would you still keep on going and watching it? Probably, just to see how it... I mean, I feel like, on honestly, this would be a good ending for the Spider. It's Spider-Man? Yeah, just sort of leave you on edge, like, what does he do now? Or Well, now nobody remembers him. Yeah. Oh, but the best part of that movie, as far as I'm concerned, is that... Oh, yeah, the... What? When Venom, right? No, not Venom. Oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was well, at the end, right? Yeah. Like Venom might be coming into that universe. Yeah. No, for me, it was that they had donuts at the donut oh, yeah. place <laughs> that I used to go to. Peter Pan Donuts. <laughs> yep. It's the best donuts in Greenpoint ever. Definitely. They're the best donuts just ever. Yeah, I don't think I've had a better donut. Yeah, like the crawlers are amazing. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I used to go into that place all the time. And there would be no line. But then when I think it was like Tina Fey from Saturday Night Live had an article about these donuts and this place, <laughs> and all of a sudden it blew up. I mean, hipsters everywhere, the lines out the door. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but but now it's in the Spider-Man movie, and that's so cool. Yeah, it's the best, best donuts ever. Yeah, definitely my favorite. The Crawler, uh, the, the chocolate vanilla Crawler. Yeah. They have an apple crumb, which I'm not a big fan of, but your mom loves. I and love the curl. I love the curler, and I like the regular glaze. And their Boston or, creams. Are oh really yeah, good. Those, those are amazing. Are the best. You know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> stay safe, stay healthy, and stay connected. Yes. Check out Peter Pan Donuts and see a friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Bye. <laughs> The Comic Book Depot has been in business since 1993. Your one-stop comic book shop for comics, gaming, and collectibles. The Comic Book Depot Club membership is $15 and gets you 15% off new comics, back issues, graphic novels, and 10% off comic book supplies. Located at 2847 Jerusalem Avenue in Wontaw, New York. Contact us on Facebook for curbside pickup because new comics are back. For more information, give Alan a call at 516-221-9337. The Comic Book Depot. Now, back to our show. Hi, Radioheads. This is L-Man here with Hash, an awesome illustrator, comic book artist. Um, uh, art distributor. Thank you. Philanthropist. 
Uh, coolest guy in the whole entire world. My name's Hash, guys. Hi. Well, what? Who, who's benefiting from your philanthropy? Not uh, me. Certainly not me. I haven't got anything. Where's my yeah, money? Yeah. No. A lot of artists. We have. We represent artists. So if you got really cool art, but you have a nine to five and you can't really get out of the house, we come represent you. We carry your art and we build a name and your brand basically against uh, with you as well too, and to help um, build your legacy for the next comic book conventions. What if they need a ride to Cradle Con? Like, will you pick them up in the car and oh yeah and during them yeah yeah the depending on where you are we'll God. set you up for different conventions we just have a group of guys that would be in the car with us and we'll travel to pennsylvania to most parts of pennsylvania uh really south of jersey uh one or two times in north carolina so wow. we do like a little crew thing we had a little click called the artist club and we used to just tour with a group of guys and we still do wow so when edibles are like totally legal i'll call you guys for rides Right, Colorado. We've got a Colorado show now. coming in August. Oh, Colorado uh, in August. Okay, so let's see. We have one piece of art we pulled yes. apart. Yes. Uh, I'm afraid to touch anything. The what? The Red Ranger. How did you do this? How was this done? So this is done through photo manipulation or Photoshop, where mm -hmm. we call this digital art and illustration, where we basically take a generic image and we recreate it into a into a into a new form into a new art piece so the graphic the digital art i would yeah. call it graphic art um do you think that painting and drawing is going to disappear one day in exchange for digital art no no, no. way no way okay. i have a, i have i have a mother and my mom sits downstairs in the basement and she i've learned from her how to draw mm -hmm. and she still does paint to canvas which a lot of people do and the art form of pen to pen, pencil to paper or even ink to paper is still never going to go away. What's your favorite thing to draw? Aside oh, from, you've never drawn me. No, I haven't no. drawn you, but my favorite thing to do is I usually like to recreate posters. Okay. So I'm a big wrestling fan, and I've always found a niche that every young girl and every young boy or every person needs a hero. Mm -hmm. And their heroes have multiple championship belts. So I will recreate a poster of them holding their accomplishments. So let's say you mm -hmm. win an award show mm -hmm. and you have multiple awards, I will make a new poster of you holding all of your awards. That's pretty cool. So if you have any photos and you're like, hey, I, I can't hold all my awards in all my hands because I'm not an octopus, right. you call this guy. Just, uh, just imagine you win all your Grammys, right? How many times have you seen the Grammy uh -huh. person and they're holding all those awards? But right. they win all the American Music Awards or they win all those country music awards. Well, we'll piece them all together and those are the greatest accomplishments hmm. on top of them holding the guitar or singing the microphone. I'm hoping to win Worst Actor one day. So maybe if that happens or a Razzie, we're going to call you. You want to go for a Razzie? I like bad comedy and bad acting. So I'm kind of hoping to, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't have to be the best. I, like to be, I want to be like the best of the worst. No, the worst, the the worst is the best because when you're the worst, people are still watching you. Like Tommy Wiseau is one of my idols. Okay. No, not sarcastic. <laughs> so, um, any messages that you're trying to get out through art? I mean, I know for me, I have a few messages, um, health-wise, medical-wise. Are there some things that you hope before you die to tell the public? I would say just keep drawing. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. There are mm -hmm. people there. There are grown people out there that draw like five-year-olds. And they okay. think they're the greatest artists in the whole entire world. I agree. Art is how you Abstract interpret art. it. Abstract art. Art is how you interpret it. You can draw... Remember, one guy made money based off stick figures. Mm -hmm. Stick figures is art. Draw draw it, fill up a book, and you'll find the right crowd. Someone's going to buy it. Someone's going to get into it. Most people say, don't quit your dreams, mm -hmm. but don't stop your dreams either. Just continue it. Any food... I always ask after this. Any foods, activities, behaviors, conversations, people, events that lead you to feel more inspired and more on? Right. Um, and what things make you feel kind of off? All right. So the best thing you can do is you can friend your favorite artist in the whole entire world. Okay. Um, we'll give example. Uh, Buzz is here. Aldrin Buzz. He's here okay. as well, too. Okay. I've gone to dinner with that man many times. Mm -hmm. That man has drawn for Marvel Comics. Most of these people will take you under their wing mm. and they will support you and they will teach you. Wow. Don't be that fool to think you know any better. Mm -hmm. Any age you can learn how to, you, you, can, you can make yourself better by one degree okay. and you can never be wrong. And mm. you're never right either. I like so that. So learn from the best because right. the best is, 
the best is where they are. You want to be where they are. You want to work for Marvel in DC? Right. You hang out with the guys that have drawn for Marvel in DC. So just ha- hang out with them, compliment them a lot, you know, be a sicker fan. Oh, they'll teach give them you. Sandwiches. They'll, they'll <laughs> teach you things. You don't get them sandwiches. No, you, I'm just kidding. Uh, there's a few drinks purchased every now and then. Okay. So there's a couple of people that have gotten a rise. That's a whole other thing. But they'll teach you how to draw and they'll teach you a new way that if you can't draw, but you'll find a way to help them push their brand while helping yourself as well. See, I'm glad you said that as one of the final thoughts for me because I don't like asking for help. I don't like asking for favors. I'm surrounded by people who are very good at Oh, no, no. Aren't we like also radio people so we know better already from doing XYZ years? If you've got over seven years of radio experience, you you know more than most people. I just, I don't like asking for help. So it's nice. It's kind of comforting. And refreshing to hear someone to say to ask for help from yeah. the experts because I'm very uncomfortable even asking someone for an interview or, or anything. You know, unless someone talks to me first, I pretty much don't even talk to them. So, how many times have you asked a significant other to open a pickle jar? Uh, I figured out a way to do it myself, so no, never. Spoon. I don't ask. Yeah, the, the spoon, the spoon trick. And also, there's a knife you, on the edges. I can show you in a separate video, a tutorial on how to open jars, and it's amazing. Even if you are uh, very, very weak. So, final thoughts. So, <laughs> final thoughts. Yeah, final thoughts. I would say, with the way things are, everything's mm-hmm. open right now. Go out, have fun, meet new people, talk to everyone, have a two-minute conversation. If you're not too afraid, give someone a hug. Right. Um, I like that. Be warm. Don't be depressed because we're just as depressed as you are. But having a five-minute conversation, guess what? You can come talk to me for five minutes and I'll make your day. Yeah, no, you're very uplifting. I was like, oh, I'm having a rough day, but I just got here to the con. You're very uplifting. Thank you so much. Maybe I'll do my stand-up set. I was thinking of bailing. I don't know. stand-up. I got to meet so many amazing people. I went to a stand-up show a few (laughs) weeks back. I met a young lady at a show. Her name's Danielle. And she dragged me to a show. And everyone knew my story before I even walked in the door. Wow. So even the comedians knew who I was before I even walked in the door. Wow, that could be unsettling and also flattering at the same time. Yes. So oh, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, hash evil art, or you can find us at Evo Comics Inc. as well too. Same thing on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can find me at your next local show any any state between New York to Texas now. Wow, you're busy. And you're also touring for music? Uh, we'll bit? see. We're trying to figure out dates. But if you see me at the New Kids on the Block show okay. or two, you may see me at the most of the Long Island, New Jersey, Connecticut, East Coast shows at Sweet, the New Kids show. It. Thank you for talking with me. And you've been listening to it. Came from the radio. This is Grandma Lucille, a.k.a. L-Man. See you later. Now back to more. It came from the radio. And it's time for me to get a drink. Bye. Ever wanted to enter the world of comics but didn't know where to start? Worry not, true believers. We at the Comic Book School may just have the answer to your questions. Created by comics veteran Buddy Scalera, the Comic Book School is a free online educational resource that helps rising creators learn the craft and business of making comics through resources like forums, interviews, publication opportunities, publisher guidelines, and step-by-step blog posts. For more info, please visit our site at www.comicbookschool.com. Be sure to join our forums and follow us on social media while you're there. We'll see you on the message boards. Now, back to our show. Hello, Radioheads. This is El Man, and I'm here with Ray Felix, the creator of Punchline and Bronx Heroes. And he just told me a very interesting story about possibly Michael Keaton or Michael Keaton impersonator. So, um, would you mind retelling the whole thing again for the radio? <laughs> All right, <so. laughs> it's pretty cool. I'll keep it short and sweet. I was on 181st Street in Washington Heights, and I get a boom boom on the window. The guy's like, "Hey, man, uh, can I get two dollars?" Is he chewing gum? Anyway, yes. <laughs> no, no, but he had that. <laughs> he wasn't, but he had that. He had the mannerisms. And I turn and look to the mirror, like the window, like it was a jar. I was like about to close and I was like, Michael Keaton, you need $2? And he was like, totally gets shocked. Like, like oh, shit, I've been busted. Like, this guy knows me. Right. And I get out the car. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not Michael Keaton. I just need two bucks. I lost my wallet, man. You know? I was like, yeah, no problem, Michael. It's okay. <laughs> it was $2. I said, do you, you need to drive anywhere? You need me to drive you, drop you off somewhere? And he's like, no, 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 I'm not Michael Keaton. And he says, well, you know, no one's ever told me that before. I'm like, really? I said, right. you could you could do like, uh, you could be an impersonator. You could like make a ton of money and, and not be begging on the street here, pretending to be Michael Keaton. And he mm-hmm. says, uh, he's oh, all right, thanks for the $2. He's walking away. I turn around, walking away. Then he comes back and says, hey, 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 man. I was like, <laughs> he says, by the way, he says, you know, lots of people tell me I look like Michael Keaton. It's like, 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, Michael. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, this is me doing, but pre pretending, trying to react like it's the first time I heard it, but right. it's not. So I have no right. reaction like I'm a Stepford wife. Right. Because I just heard it. <laughs> right. And I have my so natural right. reactions. So do you think it was Michael Keaton you met or not? I think it was Michael Keaton doing... Um, Probably, you know, some actors like to go out and to and pretend that they're homeless or right. they try to like, and, and you had that Dope Sick show came out like a few years later. Mm -hmm. So I think he was probably doing research for the for the role, quite possible. Either that or this guy looked just like Michael Keaton, moved like Michael Keaton, you know, everything was the same. Points. Yeah. I'm pretending to be a radio host that knows what they're doing right now. So now you have all of these <laughs> comics, very right. interesting. Now... Who would you want Michael Keaton to play? We're just oh. gonna keep this about Michael Keaton. Let's get this one. Red Rage. We go a little closer. Let's see for the non-radio people. There Let's we see go. That. Very talented artist right here. Oh, thank now, you. Now you do your own inking. You do your everything. You call it everything. Yeah. And the, the whole shebang, everything. Whole shebang. So how long does it take you? Let's say like one of these books. How long does it take you start to finish idea um, publication? How long does it take to do? These two books I did during the pandemic. Uh, Punchline Volume One and Two, and there's actually a Volume Three which I didn't publish yet. Uh, the lockdown was like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. I think I did these in nine months. Both okay. That's together. So a baby. They're your babies. Yeah, they're my little babies. Yeah, my little pandemic babies. <laughs> Pieces of advice for people who want to become comic book illustrators, comic book writers? Don't do it. <laughs> I knew you were, were going to say that. And why not? Okay, actually, what are the drawbacks? That's a good question. What are the drawbacks? Uh, money. Okay. <laughs> Time. Uh, paying your rent, being homeless. Uh, oh my God! Like Michael Keaton. Like Michael Keaton. Like Michael Keaton begging for money. That's like, um, um, no. Um, I think that comic books is you can only make money if you're like in the corporation or mm -hmm. or if you're savvy enough. If you're a go getter. Okay. If you just want to draw for someone or draw for a company, go ahead and do it. Yeah, I'm a go getter. Yeah. But I'm I'm on I'm on. I'm not a, um, a common person, you know, like it's uncommon for a person to want to do sales and mm -hmm. distribution mm -hmm. and self-promotion and willing to do anything to get their dreams achieved. Most yeah. people, most people here are dressing up like other people's characters, right. um, which is fine. Right. Right. Um, no judgment. Right. It's the 21st century. No, no judgment. judgment's okay. You know, but. And, and, and they'll invest in other things other than themselves. So right. you have to like kind of discipline yourself and say, mm -hmm. I'm no longer going to invest in, say, Batman. Okay. And I'm going to invest in myself. So every cent that I would spend on Batman, I'm going to put to my company, to my creation, to mm. all that. And that's what it really takes. And that uh, takes a bit of self-esteem because you have to think right. that you're worth it. Like, right. girl, you're worth it. Know that you're but. <laughs> but you're worth it. Yeah, so that'll be my worthy last so how do you what makes you what makes you think that you're worth it like what what helps you keep your self-esteem up um what makes you feel good what makes you feel worthy is there anything that you do or any thoughts that you think if you're feeling off no i'm contemplating suicide like oh my every god <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I hope not <laughs> no um hopefully you're not immortal that's my my no. newest thought um i think that um, that was a joke, by the way. Oh, yeah. I'd be a Thanos before I'd be a, a sub, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't know. Um, I guess I get tired of, you know, when you watch television, mm -hmm. you watch the, the rich and famous people, you mm -hmm. watch their lives. Look at them. They're going on vacation. Look at them. They're, they're doing this. They're doing that. Right. And, and my answer is like, who cares? <laughs> it's like, yeah. let me just do for me. Let me invest in myself. You have to really... Invest yourself, love yourself, learn mm -hmm. to overcome those, you know, when nobody is perfect, even mm -hmm. though we are perfect, you know, it's like, it's one of those weird things, like, you know, you, you cut yourself and you bleed, you yeah. can heal, your, your body is perfect, but we're really kind of... Right, so right. <laughs> well, what are, okay, know? my final thought, that was going to be my final question, but I lie, I often lie on the show, I say, oh, that's the last thing, what are three things that you do to keep yourself motivated, to keep making this incredible art? Um... Or two things. I try to avoid people, you know. Okay, I hear you on that. Yeah. People are really a lot of them, uh, but, but I love talking to them. I'm very social. Hmm. I'm not antisocial, so it's weird. It's like okay. I hate human beings, but they're so cute. You know, it's like you want to pet them. That's but, the common thought, I think. You know? I think most humans feel that way. They hate humans, but then they like humans. Right. It's like this love-hate relationship. <laughs> love-hate relationship. Yeah. 
I, I gotta say is that you know what keeps me going is the idea. I think of Kurt Cobain a lot. You know, you, right? like if Kurt Cobain was still around, mm-hmm. what would he be doing now? You know, right? I never thought about you know. That. It's like, and I don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that guy that faded out fast, uh, lived fast. You know. No, you don't think and you're then, going to. So I'm going to be here for a long time, whether you like it so. or not. Yeah, I and, think so. and, and a lot of people would be happy if I was gone early. So really? I'm going to just like stay alive as long as possible, just to. F- <laughs> oh, shoot, we have to edit that for the Sorry, oh, Mark. Oh, sorry. Oops, FCC, <laughs> Oops, FCC. Sorry. And he knows he's been a guest the shop. Oops. Um, so, um, but I, I think that, uh, what was the third thing? That was like, you know what? Three? You curse. So, you know what? If we're in seven minutes. We're just going to end the interview. So, you know no! what? Oh, okay, uh, One more thing. Sorry. One more thing that keeps you going. Be a Koopa. <laughs> one more thing. Make it good. Make All right, it good. Make it good. Um, one thing that keeps me going, man, I guess my, my, my son, you know? Okay. You know, he's at that age where he's like, uh, I'm not Hispanic, I'm only Chinese, I, I, I don't identify with you, you're a weirdo. And I'm just like, that's me, I made a clone. That, that guy is, that, that little smart, but, smart child. Is, right, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. And I, I, it's fascinating that we could make someone that is all the worst and best parts of you. Right. You know, and then it gets, you know, thrown in your face when you become a parent. <laughs> so. You got to deal with yourself, basically. You're dealing with yourself. Yeah, right. I got to deal with myself every day, but you right. got to deal with two versions of yourself. Two versions of myself. So it's and like a clone. on that note, you've been listening to a came from the radio. It's L-Man, yeah. Ray Felix. Check yep. him out. Where can we find you? Uh, BXX. Okay. Oh, sorry. BXHCC.com. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all Bronx heroes. Okay. And Facebook. All right, guys, be a hero to yourself because no one's going to save you. No. Don't Some do it. Don't might do it. save you, but be your own hero. Don't kill yourself walk. unless you're an uh, and then you <laughs> <laughs> and then we don't mind. <laughs> and now back to more. It came from the radio. <laughs> hey guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on breads, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C, K-R-I-S-T-Y. Text me at 631-606-8166. Hi, this is Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers in the 25th Century, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. You had any honor, you would listen to Sci-Fi.Radio, the sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. Kapla! Now, back to our show. So that about does it for this week on the Came From The Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of the show, tough. go to our newly revised website, www.itcamefromradio.com. The archives will be up in a week or so. Check us out on such places as btd.radio, sci-fi.radio, indievolt.com. Check us out on our places such as Facebook, Instagram, YouTube page, Twitter. And always follow the cost-benefit ratio. If the benefits outweigh the costs, do it. If the costs outweigh the benefits, don't do it. Or just Google, it came from the radio. And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.